<laughs> Who is this? The Beastie Boys. This is the Beastie Boys? What album? Uh, Hello Nasty. Really? Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me uh, is my new co-host, Thaddeus McKee. Hey, hey, hey! That's not a Bill Cosby line. Well, okay. <laughs> That's a way to start a show. <laughs> I know. I, th- I think I got fired just then. Thank you for filling in for Chris King, who is on disciplinary action this week. Uh, appreciate it. I'm glad you could be here. Now, yeah. normally, I'm the black guy in the room, and I'm the, the comedian, yeah. So don't try to, you know, out black me. No, yeah. I'm I'm glad that we're blacking it up. <laughs> don't be funnier than me either. Just just keep it to a baseline level of funny and a baseline level of black. Dude, I'm used to being oppressed, all right? So <laughs> I got this. Uh on the ones and twos, uh the sauce boss of Indianapolis, Zach Roan. Hoo hoo Fresh back from the capital of DC. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I still got my uh, horns. I was going to auction them off. Did you? A little you, bit later. I heard you got a laptop out of that deal, too. I got more than a laptop. You did? Well, yeah. Done. Well, doing the Lord's work. Uh, and our <laughs> very special guest in studio with us today, comedian Joe Bates. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Woo. That's from a cartoon I had growing up called Skinny Alfred. <laughs> that was great. Called Skinny what? Alfred. Skinny, yeah. is that for real? Like Fat yeah, Albert? It's, it's 100% for real. Look oh, it up. God damn it. Yeah, it's, Jesus. it's on Google. <laughs> it's been a long morning. He had a disease. Isn't that correct? Like, Did you know that Google used to be called Backrub? No. Yeah, when I first started, it was called Backrub. This, I, this is not a joke. I just found this out yesterday. Is that true? I'm not fucking lying. Hey, could you Backrub that for me real quick, Zach? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Backrub it. <laughs> uh so we came in on that uh, intro song. Uh, what was it? The BC, what BC Boy song was that? Uh, I don't know. It's actually the name of the title. Okay. Like, hey, he's getting me. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, we used to hang out with this senior in high school, which I thought made us cool. It really just made him not cool. Uh, that, that's what I found. In college, I was a freshman in college. And there was a sophomore that hung out with all the freshmen. Yeah. And everyone looked up to him. He's like, oh, he knows philosophy. <laughs> and uh, really, he was just I a was loser. Like, this guy's a fucking dweeb, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can get into further details about him. He got banned from the lobby at our dormitory because he played naked solitaire on the TV. And then uh, all the other freshmen are like, well, we're with him. We stand with him. We're going to ban the lobby. That'll show the dorm for banning him. We are going to boycott the lobby. And then I went to the lobby a lot by myself. And I was like, I get to play video games on a big screen. This you is Wait, it sounds like you were a scab. You yeah, were crossing was, the picket line. I was a, I was a scab. I don't <laughs> like unions. That's what this whole podcast is about. We're union busting. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. It's about time someone showed those unions. My guy was just a chronic liar, and he, one of his, the lie that broke the camel's back is he told us that he had all of us. He was a camel. 
Uh, his name was Joe. Uh, he it's me. They, uh, <laughs> it's a gotcha podcast. They had, <laughs> come on out. Uh, no, that he had um, tickets for all of us to go see the Beastie Boys, which oh. I didn't even know the Beastie Boys were coming to town, and by all counts and measures, they weren't. <laughs> but he told us, he told us the exact day he was going to pick us up, and then as the day kept ticking closer and closer. I was like, can we just see the tickets? Can I just see the tickets? Uh, can I smell no. the tickets? Yeah, the tickets were always somewhere else, Give but he had them. Um, the One sense. And then uh, I actually went up, this is going to date me, but I went up to Karma Records to uh, to talk to the Ticketmaster people, and I was like, and they were like, <laughs> we don't have the Beastie Boys coming any. And so I go to, like, hey, man, Ticketmaster. He goes, oh, it's their tickets aren't through Ticketmaster. It's through their own ticket company, Grand Royale Tickets. Grand uh, yeah, that's a good lie. Yeah, and it's he was quick. Good, he was quick, quick lie, with yeah. him, and then of course something happened the day of that he couldn't couldn't take us to the. Oh, to sorry the guys, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Mike D got cancer. It was the <laughs> it was the death of Mike D. Um, Joe Bates, you got a album coming, comedy album coming out. Yes, not just. No, I don't do music. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, what kind no, of music? Not really. Oh. There was a character I did called Saltwater Joe. He's like an old timey guy. He was like this progressive. The idea, uh, the idea was uh, <laughs> he was uh, the folk singer that other folk singers reference, but no one had ever seen him play before. Okay. And uh, when I, I would go out there with a piano, and I would say when I went to Juilliard for piano, but I don't know how to sing, and I would sing songs, and then I don't know how to play piano, so I would just be mashing the cues constantly. And singing just, I could sing all right. And then just, and then be done and be like, I'm so sorry for my voice, everybody. <laughs> uh, but I do have a comedy album coming out. Not like that serious work I used to do. Uh, it is a stand-up album and yeah. a little sketch on it as well. Uh, if you, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit different than most people's debut albums, I feel like. Oh. Um, so I would definitely check it out. And the title, and again, I, I think I just want to humbly thank you for being on this podcast. Uh, the title is Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by <laughs> Joe Bates. It's very self-titled. Um, and, uh, yeah, it comes out January 22nd. You can pre-order the album now. I have a show at the White Rabbit January 22nd. Tickets are for sale. I think it's almost sold out, to be honest. So get the tickets quick. And um, on top of that, if you buy the album on iTunes, uh, my goal is to be the only comic to ever be number one on iTunes. I want to be the first one yeah. to do it. First, be the first and no only. comic has ever done this before. So I want to be the first comic to be number one on iTunes, and I think that goal is attainable. Can we fact check that? No. Nope. How, how does uh? <laughs> how does that work? I know that it seems like ever. Is it just like do they put you at number one when you come out? If, somebody, they don't just put you there. No, like, <laughs> you have oh. to sell a number of albums. Um, the goal is to have somebody more popular than you not come out of an album that day. Gotcha. And then you should be able, if you sell like, you know, enough, you should a d- be like able a to, decent amount. Yeah. A decent amount, which I think I will be able to. I'm very popular. I'm one of the best comics in the world. Um, everyone's been talking about it. I have 1500 followers on Twitter. Uh, hey, hey, hey. so that's pretty good. None of them respond to my tweets at all. I think they're all bots. Anyways, <laughs> I am very famous, so I think I'll be able to. When I get, I feel like on Twitter, if I get six likes on Twitter, I'm like, that shit went viral. Oh, yeah, like, dude, yeah. Is, I, <laughs> same My girlfriend, Katie Hetland, who was on an earlier episode of the, the Brunch cast, she just started Twitter and gets like eight faves like easily. Like it's nothing. And I'm here struggling. I put something together. I put a graph. You like graphs. 
Uh, I put a graph together of all the like the number of people named Bill on the Buffalo Bills throughout each season. Yeah, two likes. Mm. I put an Excel sheet. I worked in Excel. I did research. How long do you think it took you to put that all together? An hour. An hour. Yeah. An hour for that tweet. Yeah. Two weeks. Two two likes. You got robbed. Two likes. I get. I get robbed. I get robbed. I otherwise I saw someone else put on Facebook like, uh, uh, just like a random question like. How are you, how are you gonna win a fight? And that's like fifty likes. It's <laughs> like what the fuck? That's not a question. Or you know, it's very popular uh, thirst traps. Yeah, you, you should were, start doing that. If you could uh, maybe take some like semi semi nude photos. Do you look at the people you know who like thirst trap photos? Yes, he does. So this is yes. what this is what I Dyke did that does. a lot. Yeah, and, I then, think and, it's then, so and funny. then and then I judge them in my head. And sometimes one of my favorite things is to do is I will take a picture of it and I'll draw a heart around their name and then I will send it to that person. Is it ever a surprise? No, that's the thing, right? It's never a surprise who likes the thirst trap photos. No. Sometimes I, I'm I'm kind of uh, impressed about because like this has to be like a substantial portion of this person's day. Is liking thirst traps, you mm-hmm. know, like they're they're putting in work doing this. It's, like, I I agree. I think it's one of the most interesting things because here's the deal: I get the person posting the thirst trap photo. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with you doing that. There's no thirst trap shaming there. No thirst trap shaming. Okay. Do your photos, whatever you want. It's your world. But what you... I don't get: what's the goal in liking it? Like, yeah. That like people who like the thing. I what believe is it's there? called simping. I believe they they call that. What's I don't understand. I don't. I don't, I'm. I'm. You're young. You're a much younger man than me. Though. Uh, simping <laughs> is. I, I don't know what it's actually short for, but it's like when you're. When, yeah, when you're. Google wait, it. so I did hear what it was back short. Rub. Can you back rub it's that a, real quick? A, <laughs> can, can you really back rub that? Hopefully, real there's back. a happy ending at that. Do a quick back rub. It's it's a pretty good one though. Okay, simpleton? No. No. Is no. 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 Submission. Simply meet. But uh yeah, it's it's definitely like a it's definitely like some sort of online wink. And you know, winks are creepy. So uh they can't so be. So liking a thirst trap is the new wink. It's a wink. Or the new hey, the wave. When you like add someone on, on Facebook and they just wave and you're like, Okay, this what are we doing here? <laughs> um I can't can you read that out for no, us? Yeah. It's, uh yeah. You got it. Oh yeah, no, no, you I don't want to say it. Uh, Saka, who idolizes mediocre pussy. Oh, gee, is this from Urban Dictionary? Is that how we're picking it up? Uh, it looks like it's from Youth Splaining. Oh, Saka. Oh, it's uh, I got you, Saka. I do. I do think that the original yeah. term was more like original. like Simpleton or something like that. And yeah, yeah. You're using a website my mom would use. <laughs> youth Splaining. Look, we get Sucka. every we get everything from Geo Cities. All right. Does she have a lot of simps? <laughs> Yeah, my mom. Sucka. She's like, why are these simps after me all I the time? Would, yeah. What is this? Well, one time my mom, uh, we were in high school, and uh, she wasn't in high school. I'm not the same age as my mom. Um, it's a Back to the Future situation I, going on over yeah. here. Uh, you got to kiss her once and then realize who she is. You can't do it after. Um, that's how it works in Back to the Future. No, um, she was buying a bunch of whipped cream. Uh, for some, she was working with a PTA at my school or whatever, and so she like buys like like two dozen things of whipped cream, mm-hmm. and the seventeen year old who is like checking her out, you know, the checkout person, he goes, "I get off at seven. <laughs> it's tells, actually pretty funny. He tells her that, and then she's like, "What?" And he goes, "I'm so sorry. You can tell my manager I said that if you want." Oh wow! He apologized immediately. It was just one of those things. Like yeah. I gotta say the joke. 
Yeah. Probably not a good thing for me to say. My mom just laughed it off and apologized. So she thought that I think that he wanted like whipped cream all over her and kind of do that. But I think he just wanted to do whippets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about the guy? I think, I believe it was in academia, but there was a guy who got fired. (laughs) Academia. I never thought I'd hear you say, you know, in academia. (laughs) I believe he worked in it. I believe that's the field he worked in. Um, I always find it interesting when people get in trouble for jokes that are not comics because it's like, it's it's definitely a different world. Um, yeah, you know, between (laughs) the squares and the not squares. Uh, but so he, they were in an elevator and they, and a woman walked in and he was stop opening. What do you, what do you make? He's got a, he's eating Kit Kats. He's always over there eating Kit Kats. Unwrapping something right into the microphone like a maniac. I hope you guys don't hear this. Uh, <laughs> You've had like other co-hosts, right? This is uh, not the guy, right? This is not. He was actually the third choice co-host. For yeah, today. I, I, he it, should be the eighth choice. Hey, you I, know what? This is what you get when you have third string. All right, you got rappers being open. You got Heineke playing for the Washington football team coming in. Sorry, I know you guys don't like sports. We thought about that earlier. I do like. I would, I'd, I'd rock a Washington football team jersey because I think it's funny. But one of your listeners was like, "A Heineke was a great reference. Good job, Joe Bates. I will buy your album." And to that person, <laughs> sold. I say, there you yeah, go. Hell yeah, sold American. But this guy, uh, he opens the elevator for this woman. She gets on, and he's you know the social contract is he's standing by the the buttons. Mm-hmm. So you know he should have just said, "Hey, what floor?" And he goes, uh, <laughs> he's Basically did the old bit of, he goes like, she goes third floor and he goes third floor, women's lingerie, uh, you know, something, something else. And then she went and told on him and he lost his job for, for harassment Whoa! because he said women's lingerie. Oh, damn. yeah. Yeah. You probably shouldn't take risks. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're working at a place, the whole thing is the customer's always right. Not, this is a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like that guy was really funny and creeped me out. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want to say something like "what floor" because that's where I'm going. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a creep, but that's still kind of who's he talking to? You know, why are you yelling at that? But if I just, someone yelled near me, I would want them fired. Yeah, has anyone ever told? I mean, being a comic, like, are you more or less? Because I definitely feel like I'm more sensitive to shitty jokes. Like mm-hmm. when, like, I went to the gap. Uh, we were on the way to. A show, yeah, uh, last week, yeah. and I had to get gas. It was that night, and I walked in, and uh, right. I, I ordered a lottery ticket or something, and uh, the guy just made some shitty joke about. I don't even remember, like split it with me or something like that. Or? No, he. It was just. It was like it was some sort of kind of like sexist joke about about something like ah yeah your wife yeah, take my wife or something like that but it was like just take her yeah. take her get away from me yeah put her in a suitcase so, so you're saying like shitty jokes become like our kryptonite like I just remember I walked out and you were like and I was complaining about it and you go how many times a day do you think that guy says that joke I go every time every <laughs> single time somebody orders a Powerball yeah uh well here's the deal I say the same kind of jokes in conversation all the time and I love it so much i love it so much so like yeah uh they're not creepy jokes no no but a waitress will bring something and i go thank you so much you're an angel you're a godsend even and then they'll leave and they'll i'll be like i made them happy i feel pretty good about myself and my girlfriend's like oh you want to fuck her what (laughs) and And then i go then i go go fuck the waitress i I don't want to fuck an angel you know that's that's a god that's not even a human you know 
They're beyond us. <laughs> yeah, it's like cross cross something. Yeah, cross, good one. <laughs> cross breeding. I I didn't want to say cross breeding. Yeah, I don't want to say it either. <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of this. It's joke. a trans entity sort of situation. There you go. Oh, Thank you yeah. so much. Well, yeah. I mean, I tell you, the, the thing about elevators. <laughs> Thank you this so is much. an edit point. I'm just We're giving you an edit yeah. point. <laughs> so normally, normally on this podcast, uh, we have a bit where we uh, we quiz Chris King because apparently Chris King's never had food before and he's always a little confused about what he ate. I think today was pretty straightforward, so we don't need to necessarily do that. But I will kind of run down for the listeners and if delicious, if you had any uh, favorites, you can feel free to chime in. But uh, we started off with. We had a, a baked. So the theme today was loosely based on mafia movies. I've just been thinking. I've been watching Goodfellas a lot, and uh, I've been thinking about doing a just surprise. the same movie. Just yeah, you just been watching Goodfellas. No, 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 over no. and over Sorry. and over again. I've been watching clips of Goodfellas. Oh, that's over and over worse. again. I somehow worse. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about doing a Sopranos rewatch. I, I sometimes I just like I'm like oh I want to watch that and then I'm like I don't want to commit to actually watching the whole thing. So I'll just go to YouTube and watch my favorite scenes. Wait, so I, does something about Joe like make you think of like Goodfellas? You no. feel like he's like a hitman? Okay. No, no, no. This is what I was doing, oh, and then you were coming on. I'm not going to have to be a hitman. Okay. All right. That's fine. Well, you said you weren't Italian at all. If Other you, people it, can be hitmen. If you, but if you were <laughs> Italian, <laughs> then I could have, I could have just, I could have just tied that together. And I was like, yeah, I did it because Joe's Italian. But yeah, I'm not Italian. You're not Italian, so, so you definitely think, killed somebody. People think. People think uh, <laughs> people think I'm Italian, mm. you know, uh, and but I'm not, you know, and I don't know why. I, I don't think I have a very Italian look. I think you could fall into the white ambiguous uh, zone of the like, yeah. When I was in Egypt, back when Mubarak was in charge, uh, and thank you, um, a lot of people said I looked. I had the bone structure of an Egyptian, an not Egyptian. the skin color, you know, and uh, so I feel like I could fit. In a lot of, I had a couple people thought I was Asian when I was younger. What? Were you just high? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I don't understand. I've had a lot of different people call me different races. Now, there's an old joke from somebody else that reminded me of what you just said. That's why I kind of stopped. Um, but I, I, yeah, I do. I am very ambiguous. But I'm basically just English, German, Scottish, Irish. You know, a little bit of Native American because our ancestors are horrible people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's about it. I love like in high school. It was like everyone I knew that was white trash was very proud that they had Native American ancestors. It was like yeah. it was like the poorer you are, they always had a dream catcher in their trailer. I was well, like, I don't think you are Native American. It's even worse because when I try to tell people what Native American heritage I am, it's the Winnebago tribe. Yeah. So they think I'm lying even more. Yeah, you're just working like, a bit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, right. no, this, why would I, <laughs> like, why would I lie? So uh, we started off with uh, a baked ziti. Yes, that was delicious. And uh, and, uh, and the lasagna. The ziti just reminds you, did you watch The Sopranos, Dad? I've never seen The Sopranos. You've never seen any Sopranos? I'm Cut so the sorry. black. Oh, my God. Cut the black. We're gonna... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that in 2021. No, not that he cut You guys heard it. Uh, okay. Well, you guys heard it. All right. That's... Fuck this man. <laughs> I'm going to honestly, fair. You know what? If I get canceled for that, you got me. You finally got me. I mean, this wasn't the first black joke. This is the one that broke the camel's back. Yeah. What was the one that you said at the table? 
Uh, oh, no, I said I'm, I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you said you're a proud boy. <laughs> no, ah, uh, well. Of okay. me. Here's the deal. Look. <laughs> Good people on both sides. We, we understand. I, uh, Barack Obama was president when I was in this country. So, okay, I, so obviously I'm not really <laughs> <laughs> I have black friends. Yeah, I know a black guy. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so side note, we need to watch The Sopranos. I'm going to make you do a rewatch of all The Sopranos. Well, we tried to that one time, and I think I just passed out. Oh, you did fall asleep during the pilot episode. But the oh, pilot episode's good. a little slow. Um, I don't, it's too much. Like, I've been talking, I've never watched The Sopranos, but, like, it what? seems too overwhelming. Although, i never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I watched all of it in, like, two months. So maybe I could give it a watch. I don't know. Sopranos, I've never Sopranos seen Sopranos a, either. Jesus Christ. All right. Did so anyone this watch is, this show? Why is it so popular? Have you seen the Sopranos? <laughs> no, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess go watch the Sopranos. Uh, but, yeah, there's a reference. And that's what this is brought to you by. The Sopranos on HBO. Be part of the family in therapy, yo. TV show that came out 20 years ago, guys. Um well, I was going to reference something that happened in the show, but you guys have seen it. So, just so burn, crash the, and burn. Did the dishes you made actually have to do with dishes that you saw in the shows, yes. or yeah, are yeah, they yeah. just oh. all Italian? Yeah, no, so so the ziti was something that, that the, oh, the that mother made. Oh, that makes sense, because one of the meals you gave us was just the, like a horse's head. Yeah, yeah. horse's head. <laughs> Which was good, by the way. Yeah, it was good horse head. Oh, the dog just bit my foot. You got it slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I trained him to do that somehow. Yeah. Every time you say horse's head. I thought head, it was but... your foot, but I was like, someone's latched on. <laughs> yeah, my just... toe is bleeding. <laughs> Zach's doing something weird under the table. He's grabbing my shoe. Yeah, I didn't know there was a dog there. There's uh, We play footsies for keeps around here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a peg leg now. So, yeah, so lasagna... Uh, <laughs> from episode uh, season three, episode four, when Tony goes, hey, "What's the lasagna around here? I'm gonna kill a guy next next scene." I only saw one episode of The Sopranos. Okay? Yeah. I'll tell you this: it's when he is running through the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in, in the way a fat man would run through the snow. <laughs> the way only a fat man can run through snow. It's like twenty minutes of it being slow. Like he goes a block <laughs> in twenty minutes. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm Jay- glad he's dead, James Gandolfini. <laughs> Jesus, he owes me money. Yeah, <laughs> James Gandolfini. Uh, I feel like he mastered fat breathing, you know, like because like yeah. he didn't really breathe fat in real life, but he he did that masterful fat breathing on Sopranos, where which is the only you tell his mood. Yeah, it's the only uh, what does it call when you listen to like noises or whatever? You know what I mean? ASMR. ASMR. It's <laughs> the only ASMR no one wants is fat breathing. <laughs> oh shit! Guess my new podcast is canceled, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fat breathing with that at eight <laughs> will no longer be seen. You know what? Uh, this track I do love with fat breathing is remember Adam Sandler's album where he runs up the stairs and he's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, it was so. F- I love that Adam Sandler CD. It's, it's one of all sketches. Uh, they're all going to laugh at you. That's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. I, grew up, I grew up with that in, uh, in high school. We'd always play that. I remember one time I was playing that at a. Uh, I used to work at this camp, Joe. And uh, I was at the pool. Oh, here's another moment. camp story. We, if Chris was here, like, he'd be shitting all over Dyke for is telling this another camp story. a very special story. episode? What is it? <laughs> but I, I, I like camp stories, so. Yeah, I, well, I don't think it's bad. Who are you, Chris? I was just. I was I've just only at, gone camping twice. I was just by a pool. I was by. They had a pool at the camp, and we were in the pool. What, is the, what kind of camp is it? It was like a, uh, an outdoor camp. 
Uh, it was a, <laughs> an outdoor. Is, no, is there a, a such thing as was, an indoor camp? Yeah, that is a camp that's not trying. It was a it was a CYO camp. Well, there's ca- space CYO camp, camp. Uh, Catholic <sighs> youth organization. Catholic well, that's youth not gotcha. I went to basketball outdoors. camps. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's in space. But those were my, indoors. Well, it's indoors. Yeah, because it's basketball. But uh, it was at Rice University. We were at. Um, I got a rash. I should have just said I, I was at a pool. A I feel like if I just was like I was at a pool one time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. The uh, the camp is a trigger word for some reason. I worked there for over a decade, so I have a lot of stories. About yeah, being well, there. a camp counselor killed my parents. Yeah, <laughs> what was his name? Uh, you said Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was Jesus. Jesus Christ killed my parents. They I loved them too much. That's a crazy Jesus camp. Yeah, they went to Guyana and drank poison. Um, <laughs> that's uh, Jim Jones. You guys not know Jim Jones? I do. Oh, I'm very familiar with my all my cult leaders. My brothers, <laughs> this is true. My brother lives in Guyana right now, where Jim Jones killed all those people. What's he do down there? Is it still oh, Jonestown down like, there? Yeah, it's still Jonestown, but I think it's that's population zero. They probably renamed <laughs> it by now. Well, that's what I was curious about. Like, I don't do think they so. back I think rub that? Like, I think it's got like a <laughs> back rub that shit right now. Uh, I would have to. I, I never asked my brother if he were. He can't. You don't really travel on Guyana. It's not a safe area. Yeah. But What's he, he do down there? Uh, he worked for an oil company. They're drilling oil off the coast. No. Oh. Like I would not drink the tap water there. You know. Yeah. No. He got parasites. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It's a pretty good because they they, diet, they, they I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to get into the details. He just got parasites from the water. Thing, uh, so. <laughs> just just uh, drinking water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also saying some shit with someone from Hades. Like I wouldn't drink the water there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if unless you, if, you, if I don't approve, there's something <laughs> wrong. I wonder though if your mom, you know, your biological mom, whoever you are, is pregnant <laughs> with you, yeah. and you, they're drinking drinks. water, mm-hmm. are you good with the water when you're born? Because, like, there was somebody who had, like, mm. they had COVID while they were pregnant, and when the kid was born, the kid had the COVID antibodies. So, being immune to worms and stuff like that? I don't know. Like, you, like, you, we I can't drink the, the water in Mexico, sick. but the people in Mexico can drink the water. Well, the umbilical's really good about filtering a lot of stuff out. So, there's even people who can be HIV positive, and their child is not HIV positive. It's actually the birthing process that might introduce it to them, because the placenta blood, does a really good job of filtering things. I don't think it's perfect, but... That's really interesting. I didn't know that. That's... Man, this four dude podcast really got to the birthing. <laughs> we, oh, we know we, all about birthing. We solved that yeah. years ago. We're just keeping the solutions. We so then mansplaining came out, and then we had to shut up about all of our birthing knowledge. I tried to give Katie a joke once, um, <laughs> but it was about and I can't ever do it. But it's about a mansplaining that turned into an explaining. Oh yeah, where she's that. being mansplained yeah. too, but then she realizes she doesn't know what the person's talking about, so it's like slowly turning an explain. Oh, she didn't like it. No one does. No, <laughs> I thought it was like a play on words with X, like like you yeah. guys are dating, and then it and then the explanation yeah, that's, turned that's, that's you into kind of an the X. Twist of the joke at the end, but you know, in case you ever did, it, I don't want to ruin it. Um, <laughs> well, that's mine now. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Now. I'm glad I got to see the light of day yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I'm just glad somewhere I said it. You know, I said a joke on another podcast. I got it canceled, so I'm just gonna. You got the podcast canceled? The whole podcast canceled. Wow. Yeah, the podcast is raising charity, uh, just for charity. <laughs> Well, you know, I did it. Uh, Ep- Epstein's podcast wasn't that good, to be fair. So there's a charity uh, if you guys want to give to. It's called Don't Ask Questions Food Pantry. Yeah. But I did, I did a show for that uh, a charity last night, and I didn't want to make any jokes about it, but I'll do it here. Okay. Yeah. Ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Is this food? <laughs> 
Is this poison? Like, there's a couple questions yeah. you can ask at the don't ask questions food pantry. I would feel like that's good. You should. You didn't open with that. I did not want to say that on the show that was uh, having raising money for it. No, <laughs> ask questions. Have you ever? We were talking about this um, off air uh, the other day. Have you ever uh, had a show where you had to follow like some sort of tragedy or like follow oh some God. sort of like terrible like? Do you do you know? Did you know about this? Is that why you're asking me? Or no? Oh my God! Yeah, this is like. So Isaac Lanford is the only one I know that saw this show. Okay. So I was, it was when uh, the Ten at Ten, uh, the show uh, Aaron Carr used to run. Mm-hmm. It was at Comedy Sports before it went to Morty's. Okay. The Comedy Sports. And this person in improv went on stage, and, you know, it was the only place where improv people thought they could do stand-up, and which is fine, some improv people can, mm-hmm. but they would go up there and talk, and this guy was talking, and he starts doing the story about how he's talking about his wife and her doing the laundry, and he's like, one day I went out, and she had to go pick up something because I wasn't there, and uh, she was with my kid, and I went out, and... Uh, to the grocery store and I was coming back and this guy comes up and it, you know you never want to go up to somebody because we saw this car accident so I stopped the car and this guy walked up and you don't want to talk to somebody when you're wearing the word coroner on your jacket <laughs> and it was my wife's car and that's the day I found out my wife and kid died <laughs> oh God. there's no jokes at all are you oh. serious and then he talks about so me and my kid have been dealing with that for like the last five years. And then he got off stage and they go, okay, well, all right, well, let's bring it up a little bit with this comedy, Joe Bates. Oh my God. That was just the whole story about how his wife and kid died. And then I had to go up and be funny. Why? I don't understand why you would tell that story. I don't understand either. <laughs> it's not the 10 at 10 in this guy's sad life. You know, it was it's supposed to be a comedy show. And I went up and I, I think I said something like, uh, oh, man, I, it wasn't great. <laughs> but it was like, uh, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Like, anytime yeah. I talk, said any joke, I got a laugh. I go, huh? And then none of them got laughs. Yeah. But it was just like, huh, oh, this man. guy, huh? He's not doing well. <laughs> you you got you to gotta address it somehow, right? It's crazy that I asked them to say that before I got on stage. <laughs> but that's, that's the way I like it. Man, those are always the worst. Dwight took me to a family reunion, and like I was supposed to do, like open up for him. He's like, "All right, this is going to be a, a fun show. This should be interesting." And so like, you're going to open up for me, and then and I'm going to go up and headline. All right, cool. So we go up there, and like we're waiting, and they're having their like family reunion, and they're like, "All right, before we start this comedy show, let's just remember Brother Jones who uh, passed away of a terrible cancer." And we're going to have a moment of silence. And then uh, these kids are going to do a prayer. And then it was my turn. Oh, it was like, okay. The kids' prayer. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah, part. like kids praying. And, and Dwight was just looking at me like, good luck, buddy. And I was like, what did you just bring me to? How do I follow a dead prayer? Well, hey, guys. Uh, you should apologize for giving their brother Jones cancer. <laughs> uh, see, there you go. <laughs> That's what you did. Joe, I, actually, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my mom died earlier this year in uh, February, about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. And we'll be right back. Oh, yeah, I might stay for a little bit.
was that? That is a, a song I Do Sing For You by Magical Clouds. Okay. Very yeah. nice. I like that. I was yeah. like getting into it. Yeah, that, that, that album that that song is on is amazing. I went, I was in Santa Cruz, California, and this is, I think when I was unemployed, I got laid off my job, so I was just kind of hanging out at people's places and doing whatever, and at this venue in Santa Cruz, California, which is such a cool place where a bunch of people do heroin, um, <laughs> but it is a cool place outside all the heroin use. We, My buddy's like, I'm going to go see this band. Do you want to go with me? I was mm. like, yeah, dude, I got nothing going on. Yeah. So we went and saw Magical Clouds, I never heard of before. And this guy, is, they just start singing. There's like a crowd of like 20. It's two people, one guy doing the synth and this other guy singing. And I'm laughing because he's like, banter is so funny. And after a while, I was like, dude, you want to just come on stage? And so I walked on stage and he sang that song that just played to me. Oh, wow. And I. uncomfortable? It was very uncomfortable. Because you start falling in love. Well, kind of. Uh, But like, I just sat there and this guy is singing to me and I'm laughing because it's like so funny to me because he thought I would like dance and stuff mm-hmm. but I just stood there and just <laughs> stared at him while he sang the song and it was just like it's one of these weird random moments in your life that you're like fuck dude this is like the one of the coolest things that's gonna happen yeah. these guys go and do their own lives and everything but he's just sitting there staring and singing to me and I'm laughing at him while he's doing a song, and then we talked to him afterward. It was just, it was just a really cool experience, and it was nice to play that song again and listen to it. That's awesome. Do you do you do you keep up with them? Do they, did no, they go not anywhere? At all. We talked to me and my buddy talked to him afterward. He said we did stand up. He goes, oh, I want to do stand up, but I want to be weird at it, like be barefoot. It's <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I don't like, know if anyone's tapped awesome. into that market. The yet, barefoot man. market. No, we've had Burt Kreischer do shirtless, but no one do barefoot. barefoot. You know. Uh, but it was just kind of a yeah, yeah, just kind of a cool little moment in a few months of my life where I had no job. Um, I guess I kind of neglected on the intro. To, I I did say you were a comic, but like you're uh, more than just a comic. Uh, you're a comic that's I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! I, I I'm glad this was the podcast that you could get canceled on. Feel comfortable enough. Uh, but you're you're a comic that has I I inter- I realized that you we interviewed you for my other podcast the Dunk yeah, Dial and I realized I called you prolific and I realized I didn't know what prolific meant I thought I've always just so you're gonna whole, take it back so weird adjective my whole life I thought it meant something else and then I called Joe that and he was like ah, I don't know about that and then I like looked it up and I was like oh I've been using that word wrong my entire life <laughs> I thought it meant that you had this like. Uh, varied body of work behind you that like everything was just like great and uh that's not what it means at all it means you've done something yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close. so i learned i learned that i'm i'm dumb but uh no like uh yeah you you uh you do kind of have your fingers in all the comedy pies like yeah you do characters you Blueberry. a little bit of a little bit of sketch a little Blueberry. bit of improv a Cherry. little bit of stand-up um those just, are the type of pies. <laughs> they're naming off like uh, pumpkin, Frankenberry cereal. But like, no, like you are someone that a lot of people look up to when you talk about the comics in Indianapolis um, that haven't made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see who else was on CSO. <laughs> but like, but like, seriously, like, like those are the those are our peers that we're looking up to, and we're like, okay, like this guy has something figured out, so we, we're going to listen to him. I remember when we went to Vern's, it was. Dyke and I, and there was like maybe two people in the audience and uh, faced the other way. 
and we are going to do some stand up and we we're just it was just us three and then he's like hey like i'm going to go first cuz i'm going to get out of here after this it's like okay like you can do that but he goes and like nails the set does it like there's a whole crowd and i'm like who's putting this type of energy in Vern's and like that just gave me more respect for that was me yeah for your <laughs> you don't remember that? you were high on pcp yeah, but no. yeah, yeah. heroin yeah heroin all that stuff no but like it was it was it was something cool just to see like okay this is how serious you have to take it yeah i mean that's the whole like i don't do it every time you know right I do goofy shit all the time but you really i love stand-up so much and uh, it's very difficult for me to put up with somebody who doesn't. Uh, it took a lot of work for me to be okay with that. For a while, mm. I was not able to handle it. And I was like, well, you don't give a shit about this, so why do I give a shit about you? Mm. And uh, uh, You're just talking about other comics, not uh, like people in general. Like, you don't like stand-up no, no, comedy? No, no, like other stand-up comics. Yeah. And, like, you're not doing it the way I'm doing it, so I don't think you care about stand-up. And it took a long time for me to be like, who gives a fuck? Everybody does it differently. Yeah. All that stuff. But, like, to me, I think it's important to take advantage of any stage time you have and put effort towards it to work on at least some aspect of your act. Because most of it sucks. Mm -hmm. Most of it, most of open mics, even most of the shows, are just not exactly what you want on the beat. Right. And, uh... It's just when it does work, it's like it's like the best. It's like the best thing to ever feel in your life. Like this album I have coming out January twenty second. You can pre order and all that stuff. I after that first show, it was two shows recorded. We the whole album is basically the first show, except for the very end of the second show. Very end of the album, we use the second show because of an audio issue. Um, but it's after that feeling, I was like, this is like the best. Thing I've ever felt in my life. Wow. And I've had sex. <laughs> but it was just like, I don't know, it, all the years of working, when I was in California doing stand-up, I was doing like 10 to 12 mics a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in Texas, when you I did that maximum you could do was like 8 mics a week. Oh. Uh, when I got in Indianapolis, I slowed down a little bit because there isn't that many mics. But yeah. I talked to people and they're like, oh, I do it like twice a month and all that stuff and I was just livid. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this isn't, you're never going to be anything. I'm amazed, I was amazed, uh, you have to say this now, but like, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I was amazed at uh, some of the newer comics that I didn't feel were taking advantage of all the free shows that they could go to. Mm -hmm. And just like, Look, you have this opportunity to see this comic, this comic, this for free. Yeah, yeah. You might have to stand in the back or whatever, but just like it just seemed like when I was coming up, more people were going to shows that they were not on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even just for a selfish reason, just to for you to get better, for you to you know, like the opportunity for you to be seen. Just put yourself in in a booker's mind, maybe something yeah. like. There's a million reasons exactly. why you should do that, and I was just like, why? Why are these? That, Why is nobody doing this? I think that what's a major flaw of the Indianapolis scene is that a lot of comics don't, and then they judge people who do. You mm. know, for instance, and uh, you know, uh, we talked about it earlier. Like Hannah, Hannah is very good at networking. She gets out there. She's mm. constantly going to places, and some people judge her for that. Yeah, and I get it. Like I get someone like being braggadocious and everything about themselves and all that stuff. But fuck, man, they're putting the work in and you're not. So, like, 
you can't judge somebody for doing it. Yeah, that's absolutely the worst. Like when someone's not willing to put any effort in and they're just judging them. Like there was someone that was just talking. I'm not going to say who, but like they're talking shit about this comic. He's like, oh, like I don't think he's funny. Like he he does this. He's like, like this is kind of hacky and this is that. And he was talking about Joe, and I was like, yeah, I agree. But no, I'm kidding. But like what he was saying about this guy is like, what well, one? This guy has. Way more followers than you. And, like, that's not... I'm not trying to emphasize the followers, but, like, this guy's putting in way more work, and you see the fruits. And so for you to sit back and, and not get booked and shit on someone that's working his ass off, and maybe it's not, like, what you're doing, like, go screw yourself. Like, figure yeah. out how to work harder. But I make five Facebook it. posts a day, so uh, <laughs> maybe I am putting work in. Um, <laughs> but, no, I totally agree. And... Like I even I remember talking to you two about this. I don't know if you remember this. I should be a mentor to everybody. I'm the greatest comic to ever live. But I was talking to you guys, and you guys were at multiple mics. You guys yeah. were doing mics. You're trying to do two mics in a night, and I was like, "See, you guys are. This is what you're. Sp- oh, spilled the drink, drink, but I caught it. Um, <laughs> but you guys were doing it. You guys are working. We're at the fucking the PJ Gadbury's fucking atrocious shit. Oh yeah. Mike and Friday. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right, I met Brad Regular. Uh, fucking shouldn't have told him to keep doing it. Um, but I, <laughs> well, he's he's super into the capital thing. <laughs> he's super in the. Pe- um, he's super into the people breaching the capital. So I'm done with that guy. Oh. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Shot called Greta. Um, <laughs> but he's just like. Uh, I don't know. And I got to watch myself because, like, I obviously there are people that work a different way than I do. And uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me. But now that I've had some success, I cannot give a shit as much (laughs) about other people and everything. Um, That was one thing that I have noticed is all the people, like... The people that I like, I, that I look up to the most, and uh, like, like, like Brent Terhune comes in here, and mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, how much Brent Ter- like, I'm sure Brent Terhune has his opinions, but like, he keeps himself. He, yeah, he keeps them to himself. You know, Unlike he's, what I've done the last he, he's, ten minutes. He's not. <laughs> well, it just I always thought it was weird where like somebody has like a lot of opinions about what's going on in the open mic comedy scene. Yeah. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, like it, that that effort could be definitely put to better use. Um, I did have a question. So we were, t- I mean, I guess not a question, but we were talking about um, your album coming out and we were just kind of talking about albums in general and, 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 and like what it means to have an album and like what the purpose. And cause I was like, to me, I was like, Joe Bates, I was like, you're doing it right. Like you're putting out this album, but you're also doing this press tour for it. You know, you're going out you're talking to all these different podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff. One side question I have you, so you record the album at a show, right? Yes. You have like a weekend of shows or whatever. Yeah, a lot of people got COVID at it. And now, now the now the show's coming out, or the album's coming out rather, and you're having another show. Are you doing jokes from the album at this show, or is it is it a different set of? Uh, not my intentions uh, to do jokes from the album on that show. There is one joke I'll do from the album on the show, maybe two, because like, I don't have another closer. Um, <laughs> but there's one I wanted to do because it's my dad's favorite joke on the album, mm-hmm. and uh, I. Well, I'll tell you the joke. So the joke is this. You know what the worst job in the world has got to be? Whoever's cutting off these homeless guys' legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Because they're not waking up like that, you know. Someone's doing it. They're sitting there like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Are you giving me a home? No, I am not. I am cutting your leg off. Technically, I am making you less homeless. Uh, so that's my that's my dad's favorite joke on the album. Yeah. And he told me that. And I go, oh, that's really nice. Thank you, you know, to have a favorite joke, to listen. Um, and he goes, yeah, because there's homeless guys that do that. <laughs> What? And I go, what? <laughs> I go, that's not what the joke's about. <laughs> that's not the joke at all. And he goes, well, then I don't know if I like it that much. <laughs> Have you, does that happen a lot where you like talk to somebody and you realize they just don't understand? Mm-hmm. Are they, they're laughing at your joke for the like completely wrong reason? Most my audience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a joke of like where I like say like I'm like by myself or something like that. Like I make a joke, like saying like I'm not uh, bilingual, I'm not biracial, but sexually I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And then like I like, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this girl like I showed yeah. this to like like because she was like wanted to see my comedy and or whatnot. We're kind of like on this date. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, fine, you can watch this on YouTube. And. Was like, this on New Year's at all? No, this was okay. not on New Year's. Okay, I was just and curious. Anyways. Um, what are that? So, <laughs> anyways, what ended up happening was, uh, like, she's like, so, yeah, like, she brought up in conversation how I'm bi. And I was like, wait, wait, why do you think I'm bi? And she's like, oh, from your joke. I was like, I, no, that's not what that joke's about anyway. So, anyways. It's okay if you're we, bi, Thad. But is it if I'm not? I don't know your life. Okay. This isn't me shitting on gay people. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just want to say it's okay, man. I'm just saying we did not go out on another date. Oh, um, that's a shame. Because you're bi. Wait, was that the selling? <laughs> no. You were bi? She thought that there was going to yeah, be maybe like a. We're talking about jokes that when people misunderstand you. Did you, know, did you say no to a second date or was it her? Um, I, I think <laughs> it was definitely her, but it was definitely her. Um, so now I guess I am by myself. Anyways. And that uh, was the joke. It's a two-person joke. Like, a lot of people don't understand that. It. It I, I, I was good that. We worked really well there. I had a I had a couple bits where I thought I was lightly skewering some of the more um, extreme parts of woke culture. You know? And like, I, I, I mean, I, I thought I was just doing a light commentary, you know, in my head or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say the word woke a lot. And now, now I hate that word, but I, I would say that a lot. And I remember somebody was just like, they were like, yeah, man, like, you're you're like my favorite woke comedian. And I was like, wait, I don't think you understand what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice to say someone, have someone tell you that you're their favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're my favorite social justice comedian. I was like, am I? Yeah, Mr. Michaels is definitely the SJW we all need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I bring justice to the to the stage. I did say Thomas Jefferson was my favorite rapist uh, to uh, applause at the White Rabbit a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I did not think that that you was. Know, he got applause I break. Got, I got told you are uh, a fantastic uh, had a fantastic set on that show. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, dude. Dyke's been coming at it, y'all. So I'm just gonna say that he's not gonna say that. I'm I not, I, I, I like Mr. Michaels. Every when I saw him when he first started, I tried to get him more work. I can't say that for Thaddeus. <laughs> he can't and he won't because that would be a lie. Uh, well, it is interesting. Like, wh- how do you go about booking right now? Like, what? Like, are you like 
I, I talk a lot about safety in COVID and I, it bores people, but like, I know like everyone's kind of like, we've had like Rena Kam on before, like a different podcast, but she has very kind of like very extreme kind of like, uh, precautions that she's taken. And I've talked to some comics that are like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I only do outdoor shows or I'll do indoor shows or like kind of where are you at? Like when you're like looking at like spring and summer of 2021, like, uh, You'll take whatever I, I haven't been on stage since like the first week of November. So the next time I'll be on stage is the album release show at the White Rabbit Cabaret, January 22nd. Tickets are available. You can buy my album on iTunes, free album on iTunes and Amazon Music. Um, I, but when I was going on before, I was just doing whatever. Like, I just wanted to get on stage, you know. I, mm-hmm. It's hard not to be on stage for me. Yeah. Um, but for, I had to take two weeks off for Thanksgiving to go see my parents and to get mm-hmm. tested beforehand and all that stuff. And yeah. then, uh, December, I was going to go with my girlfriend, Katie's family, and uh, for Christmas, I got them all COVID. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I I don't know. I worked with some people that weren't great people to work with mm. during this time. Uh, one headliner told the crowd that he doesn't believe in masks oh. and that we shouldn't wear masks. And then I'm trying to sell my merch. I sold a good amount of merch. But yeah. well, people who know <coughs> weren't wearing masks, he brought a ER nurse into the green room who wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it, and I was just sitting there and I was like, I get the fuck out of here. Uh, another comic I worked with told me how this whole election was fraudulent and we're, we're unaware he wasn't wearing masks, uh, telling the crowd about, he was actually, he was just, his set had nothing to do with anything current events. Uh, but it was very funny. But outside of it, he, you know, wasn't wearing a mask or didn't care. Mm. And I'm just sitting there like, I just want to do stand up and I don't know where else I'm going to do it outside these places I'm booked at. Yeah. I'm not at the level because I'm featuring in all these shows to say, this is my, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is what I would like to see. I'm more like, I accept what you're giving me here. Yeah. Um, and I, it sucks that it is this way. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, it's not like I need the money or anything. I just need to be on stage. I just need to be on stage. Funny um, you should say that because I tried to book you um, for a Chef JJ show. And you told me you're going to New York. And now you're still here. Yeah. Well, so the you pandem- lied to For me. the pandemic happened. So you can still book me for that show um, at any time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is your plane still to go to New York? Do my plane still go? To is New that York? your plan still to go? To oh, New York? I think this is my plane. I was like, your plane? I, I hope my plane does. <laughs> what's your, what's your plane, man? Um, yeah, my plans are still to go to New York. We got pushed back. Uh, you know, we were had I booked we booked the trip to New York the last week of March, mm. and uh, that didn't happen because all these people had to die. Yeah, and uh, so we got pushed back a year. Selfish of them. <laughs> Very selfish. Crap. Uh, I had this really cool job that was going to be out there. That's gone. And uh, uh, it just got pushed back a year. So now I've been working remote. It's been nice to kind of have this, like, year of goodbye to Indianapolis, even mm-hmm. though we were all socially distanced and everything. Um, but, yeah, this summer we're moving to New York. You know? Do you think, and, like, I don't get super political on here, but do you think that uh, Andrew Yang has a chance to... I would, I would love it if Andrew Yang... Becomes mayor and clean up, and I just feel like there's going to be, like... He's leading in the polls. Like, math, like, uh, like just machines spitting out money everywhere, and just, like... Just math uh, machines just everywhere. Just math machines, yeah, flying <laughs> wow. flying cars. Andrew Yang is who I voted in the primary. That's a yeah. guy I, I, Yang gang, baby. Yang gang. I'm a big fan of Yang. 
Um, I don't agree fully with UBI, yeah, but I agree with a lot of other stuff that he believes in. I think UBI is good for a limited amount of time to put influx into the economy, and then you're like during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, like how we're not getting <laughs> a lot of people aren't getting any money right now. I guess uh, some uh, people are, but it, it should change a lot of people's opinions. Like real quick, it was like UBI, what's this? And then like uh, less than a year later, like I need money from the government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to see how what he was saying is what we're trying to do now with stimulus, but nobody can agree on it, and it's all very stupid. I did, and and the reason I asked that is not to go off on a political tangent, but New York is struggling, and like we talked to a lot of comics, uh, my other podcast. I'm just plugging the drunk dial like crazy today. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, but like we talked to a lot of comics in L.A. and New York, and they both seem to be having their different, separate but equal kind of share of problems. <laughs> But uh, I had a comic recently tell me, he's like, don't move to New York, man. These shows are so much funner here in the Midwest, you know? And he's like, these show, like this show is so much better than what you can do. It's all outdoor shows there and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should move to Brooklyn. I was like, I can't move to Brooklyn because my girlfriend is in Columbia, which is in Harlem. So we can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're going to move in this area near all the clubs. Like, what do you think? You're going to get booked at the clubs? I was like, that's the goal, man. Like, what do you what do you think I'm going to do yeah. when I'm there? Is I'm going to just push, like I've always done for nine years, as much as I can, at any place I can. Just, hey, here's my fucking stand-up. I'm going to keep trying and working hard. Yeah. And I may not be the funniest guy. I am. I may not be the funniest guy in the <laughs> world, but I'm... I work hard to get on stage and everything. I'm not great at social media either. I need to be better at that. But I work hard when I'm on stage to and getting stage time and doing that. And I think if I just keep pushing, uh, that's the plan in New York. Otherwise, I'm just here, you know, in yeah. Indianapolis. And I'm not doing the social media shit. So, like, there's no future yeah. for me here. You know, I can't do what Brent. I, I probably, not that I can't, can't do what Brent Hume's doing. But it's not the way I work, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I got to move to the place where there's people. And I got to be there. And mm-hmm. I got to push hard. I've been doing this long enough. I've been in three different scenes. I started in Houston, Texas. I was in San Jose for a while. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm in Chicago for a second and in Indianapolis. So if I'm not in New York, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking be this 50-year-old guy that's like, has opinions that no one gives a fuck about. And they're like, oh, he's been doing those jokes for 30 years. I'm like, you don't understand. This is <laughs> this is what the crowd's like. I'd like to see you do good and eat in Indiana, you know? Yeah. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. what, do do? What, what do you think the key to not becoming that guy is? Like, is it just, is it mixing it up? Is it stank? Because I feel like some people, like, get to a certain point and then they're done growing, whether it be as a person or as a comic or whatever. And they're just like, Nope, I'm not going to take on any new information. I'm not going to change anything. I have a bit. My closing bit about retards is killed since the nineties. I'm never going to change it up. (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know what you're saying exactly with the bit, but, uh, I know, I know what you mean. Like, how do you not become this, this road hack kind of guy? Yeah. I mean, the whole point of me saying that was that this guy's yeah, been saying yeah, it yeah, since yeah. the 90s, and he doesn't realize he don't say that anymore. There comes a point where you have to decide <laughs> whether you want to be creative and constantly write, or do you want to make money? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think some people are so scared of not making money that they don't want to write any new jokes. They don't want to do a show where they don't do the jokes they know that work, 
and work on new material because they're so scared that if they don't do that, they won't get booked again. Well, that's what I I think that's the fear that causes that. And that's what I was going to ask you because you just like did an hour album. Like you just burnt like all that material. So like I'm just trying to figure out like the fear of like what's like the stress of actually coming back from that. I would say that I don't feel like I burned anything Mm -hmm. only because no one not enough people are going to listen to this album. Like Jim Gaffigan had two albums he did and he used all his material on like his special you know, okay. he did and everything. But I should constantly keep writing new stuff and that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I got lucky to create COVID-19 to kill 300,000 people so I could take a break. Right. <laughs> after the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, everybody, mom and dad. Um, but I think that uh, it's... You gotta and like this is when I first started. I was just constantly writing new stuff because I wasn't where I wanted to be, so I kept writing new stuff. And this is advice I heard from like Chris Rock, not personally, but on like, <laughs> Chris Rock. He's like, well, "Hey, not, Joe Bates." Well, he, that's yeah, a, that's, that's, a, that's a, a really good, good Chris Rock impression. Uh, very good, uh, Mr. Michaels. So um, I do impressions. Yeah, you don't. Um, <laughs> but he was like, "If you're not where you want to be, write new stuff." Yeah, because yeah. you're not where you, the stuff you're doing isn't working. And so I feel like that's a good goal to keep pushing myself towards. When I finally started getting work, then I was like, but this stuff is working. I'm so scared to leave this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I did an album and I took a break because of COVID and everything, I did a White Rabbit show uh, six, seven months ago where I did like 30 minutes of all new stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I felt really good. Yeah. So I want to keep working. When that that new stuff starts working and it and it, like I, I don't think there's been anyone in the history of the planet that has like came up with a good what, x amount of jokes, and then just like I, that's all I can do. I can't write anything better than that. But the people you're talking about that just kind of are doing it for 50 years in the same location, that's yeah. what they feel like. They're just scared. They polished all that, and then mm-hmm. like just like yeah, I'll never have a good idea as good as that. Like, come on, it's scary though. It is scary to try out. Very, it's it. In, when you start getting paid to do stand-up and you start getting paid good money, you start to worry about leaving that safety blanket. Well, I think the worst the worst thing is, like, have you ever had someone just, like, someone see, like, someone that doesn't know you see you try out a new joke out of context and you, like, you almost want to be like, I'm way funnier than this. Like, you should see an actual set. Like, you watched, like, you're just yeah. watching the practice. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I, you always think, like, that person's going to walk away and be like, well, Joe Bates guy's not very funny. There's only so many people. There's uh, not only. There is too many people in this world. Yeah. For you to worry about what one person thinks of you. That's it. So if they don't like what you're doing, who gives a shit? Yeah. Fucking six, seven billion other people. That's a good good way to look at it. Uh, I think it's just like that little comedy ego where it's just like it depends on who it is too you know well yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the I, same I get, way though like i've i've had like at sets where i didn't yeah. sleep the night before and then like a whole bunch of friends came to see me <laughs> and then they're like oh uh you're funny in person i'm like okay like uh, let me explain i i was up all night yeah yeah and like never come to a show again it's like okay i mean i've had i had one just for laughs audition and the guy didn't talk to me at all afterwards and that bothered me but i got over it it really like it's not. It's not like uh, that is gonna make me or break me. Yeah. Or this is gonna make me or break me. There are people that just won't like you. You'll burn bridges in your career and stuff, and 
they're not going to make you or break you, you know? Um, Have you burnt bridges? Yeah, people don't like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to any of this podcast so far? <laughs> I kinda, I'm an asshole. Uh, and I should not be, it should be a little bit nicer than I am. But yeah, it's... It's yep. such a frustrating. Uh, it's such a frustrating thing in stand up. But at the end of the day, and this might be a, a fact. I moved fourteen times in my life. I don't have time to worry about what that person I knew last year thought. Yeah, back in Texas, Joe Bates, you're not an asshole. You're a national treasure. Thank you oh, thank so you. much for coming on the program. One oh. more time. One more time. <laughs> what a weird end. One more time. <laughs> hit well, us. You're no asshole. <laughs> Fluffy here. One, one more time. Hit us with all the information. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Bates Comedy. You can uh, follow my album, uh, which is for pre sale right now, coming out January 22nd. Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. J O E B A T E S. Um, yeah, Amazon Music, iTunes, can do all that stuff. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, Mr. Michaels and Thaddeus. My name is Thaddeus. I almost threw up. Um, <laughs> Just by saying my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got worried. No, I've been drinking a lot. Uh, but Thaddeus has been great, you know, and uh, we got our producer here. He's been, he's been, uh, he's been back rubbing all day. Yeah. And uh, Sauce he, boss. he does that every week. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Where can people follow you at Thaddeus? Uh, you know what? It's, follow Joe. You, 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 if you are going to follow anybody, follow Joe. So you guys, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates. This is what this is about. And you know, every week, okay, all right, all right. I was going to do an extra plug there, but now I feel like uh, I'll take it away from Joe Shine if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, do, actually, do it, yeah. actually, just yeah, just go, just follow Joe Bates. That's uh, what we're doing. But at if Joe you Bates do want to follow me at Fat McKee Instagram, <laughs> at you Joe can. Bates <laughs> Damn it. Hashtag Joe Bates, backslash Joe Bates. Comedy. Joe Bates. Follow me at Joe Bates. Joe Bates. Thaddeus McKee. No, that's the wrong one. Katie Hetledge. <laughs> yeah, she's great.